You are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Thank you so much, listeners, uh, for tuning in. Uh, this uh, this guest is very, very special and very close to my heart. Um, this man has voiced so much of my childhood, and I'm very excited to have you on here, David K. How are you doing today? Good, good, man. Uh, just, today was, uh, for me, I know that a few people have been already in the community, but today was my first day uh, that I had to go in to a studio to record an animation project. And I was, uh, thrilled, you know, um, the only problem with that is I had to actually get dressed. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, oh, right. I got to put clothes on. All right. Um, uh, was it exciting going back to the studio? Yeah, it was, well, it's been two and a half years, two and a half years. I think the last thing we did was we we're doing, um, masters of the universe, uh, he-man. Oh, uh, wow. And that's when uh, things uh, shut down. I had a couple, other couple projects, but we were right in the middle of that. And okay. uh, right, we were doing, uh, yeah, I can't remember if Eternals were recorded. No, we were recorded. I was full on pandemic. Um, but yeah, that was probably the, the, the first time. And it was just, you walk in and you smell that studio. It's like, it's like you know, I, I've done stage before and you walk in, you smell that, the, the, the makeup and the, uh, you smell the makeup and the fear <laughs> in, in a in a theater and and uh, in studios. You smell is that it's sort of uh, like dusty electronic smell that uh, you know. I don't know what it is. It's just like ah, oh, I'm home. It was it was great to to see people. Um, you know, we had to wear a mask and do the protocol and get tested uh, and and that. But it was sure was nice to go in and, and do a project in a studio with people behind the glass and. And that was a, that was a thrill for me today. Uh, yeah. I'm so, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of want to, uh, just piggyback on that. Um, you know, what's the adjustment like because two and a half years, you know, recording at home, like what is it going from home and then going into the studio, um, and, you know, seeing people behind the glass and getting direction that way. Yeah, it's there's nothing like it because you can look somebody in the eye, you know, through the glass and they're, they're giving you direction and we're laughing together and telling stories. It's funny. You know, look, it's been it's great. And we st I'm still doing still still doing stuff behind the mic here at, at home. And I, and I prefer that uh, we moved out of uh, Los Angeles proper and headed a bit north of the Ventura County. And so it's been nice not to be able, but when we have to go in, you got to drive in. But the thing is, it took me just as long to get to, you know a place within LA than it does for me to get to where I, I need to be <laughs> from here. So it's all relative. doesn't really matter, but just the, um, the interaction. And it was funny because I got there and it was as if we hadn't look, there's been human interaction. You know, we met at, at the convention, there's been conventions, been things, but when you see people in your, in your, your tribe or in your, you know, in the business and, 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 you haven't seen as one woman there I hadn't seen for 15 years, you know, and, uh, oh my God, yeah. it's sort of, you talk so much, all of a sudden, like 15 minutes goes by and we think, oh, geez, we got to get to work, don't we? Because we're all like trying to get as much information out as we can 
because we're ta- we're seeing people in a studio for the same. We're just having this human interaction. So that's something you can't replicate at home. You can see people on Zoom, and we did a lot of uh, a lot of stuff's been done on Zoom, and we still do some stuff. But uh, but boy, it was just sort of like a. It's as if you you sort of you know you go up a, a, a flight of stairs, you get to the top, and you go. Ah. That's what it felt like. <laughs> nice and. One thing I will say too, um, I met you at Game On Expo here in August uh, in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you mentioned that uh, doing uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, you actually recorded in your um, in your hotel room, and it actually sounded very uh, crisp and clear. I I watched the episode and couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, because it was weird. Because I was, <laughs> it was sort of, you know, hotel rooms these days are, you know. Uh, modern there's not a lot of nooks and crannies and niches in in modern hotel rooms and uh and so you have to kind of build stuff out of stuff like i had to bring uh some bunch of pillows in from one room and and sort of turn up you know turn couches upside down I, whatever i had to do I, and i remember kind of like almost laying down because there was no because i had to get the sound anyway it was kind of an uncomfortable situation to be uh it was like doing a sex scene in a movie you know it's uncomfortable it is satisfying, but it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> so, but it, it got done, right? We had, I could do it, and we—that uh, was that's the beauty of it. You can do things uh, anywhere, and uh, which has always been my plan to figure out a way. Before I knew this was able to, you know, be able to do this technologically, because my wife was born in Sicily, and I want to—I want to be on the ground in Italy. I want to be over there for months at a time. You know, bring my little uh, tri booth and set it up. And I want to work and I want to be on the ground. I want to get up in the morning and, and and go to the market, pick up some fresh whatever, and then have pasta in the afternoon. And, you know, a glass of wine and tell you in, in in Sicily. That's always been the dream to be able to do that now and and still be able to work. So now with the technology, uh, you, we can do that. Still have to have a good mic. Still have to have connections. Still have to have high speed internet. Still got to have Source Connect and all that. But now it's possible. So, you know, that's, which is, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, again, could have fooled me, uh, but yeah. let's uh, jump into it a little bit. Um, sure. What was it like for you to uh, do a complete 180 from having to go from voicing Megatron to uh, Optimus Prime? Well, it was odd. I tell the story that, that uh, at that time I was 06, I think they were reading uh, 05 or 06. And uh, Beast Wars had been behind us a few years. And I, I noticed um, my agency had sent out, or I'd find, how did I find out? I found out uh, there was another Transformers uh, project. And I, and I go, oh, uh, so I, I literally, I emailed, because uh, I'd been, I kept in touch with Sue Blue and she's a dear friend. And, and I, I said, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm, you know, because I was able to, well, I was living in Canada at the time, but I, I had, a v, I was working on visas and I was able to, to work here, you know, legit and uh, had all the backstage pass and uh, that's before we became citizens, but, uh, but I was able to work here and, and, and the show was being done in, in LA Cartoon Network. And I thought, oh, you know, perfect. I, I can, let me read for this. Let me, uh, so she, oh, sure, honey. Yeah. Well, say the sides, you know, I think email was the thing back then. Um, and, and I remember getting the, the sides or whatever they were, uh, printed them out. You print stuff out at that time a lot. And of course, first thing I read for is Megatron. You know, Here we go again, huh? The band's back together. Yes. Excellent. Well, you know, I did the thing. And, um, uh, I did not read for Optimus Prime at all. I read for a few other characters. I did read for, um, 
for uh, Lugnut, I uh, remember, or for a few other things. And uh, that's exactly the voice that they cast. It was, a, you know, yeah, Megatron is wise. Megatron is this. You know, that was the, the cast. That's the voice. And then I got uh, word that I was called back. And are you going to be in L.A.? Uh, I said, yes, I'll book a flight. I'm in. And I had stuff to do. We kept an apartment down here. And so I went to the callback and I walked in the room and, hey, everybody. And I met Matt Youngberg for the first time and Marty Eisenberg and Sue was there. It was uh, and Derek Wyatt. Uh, God bless Derek Wyatt. Um, they were all there. And uh, we had some laughs. And uh, and they, of course, knew of the uh the beast wars realm and um and i read my roles and they all said oh honey it's great to have you back and blah 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 and then they uh and sue says listen get, uh, have you got the sides for optimus in there and i said yeah there there were, there were there's a bunch of sides and i said sure so listen take a few minutes i go go on out oh we'd love you to read for optimus and uh because we were having trouble you know casting and they're kind of looking like it's a tom hanksy type younger kind of you know they, they gave a few examples and i went okay so I went out. Um, I remember Michael Bell was there. Michael Bell was was reading as well. And I thought, oh, Mike's going to get, because um, Mike's been in the universe and I, I know Michael. And I remember him being there. I went out and uh, worked on my sides and came back in. And I, I started sort of reading and, and I sort of was using my own voice, much like, you know, this sort of thing. But I was making him younger and I was trying to be comfortable with it. And it was, uh, to me, it was kind of clunky. But I looked up and they were all like behind the glass. They were like, oh, that's, uh, they're kind of smiling and laughing. And uh, little did I know that the conversations going on behind the glass were stuff like, uh, wouldn't it be kind of cool to, you know, that Megatron from Beast Wars is, was like, you know, so they, they, you know, on the inside, they kind of, they were thinking that and Derek was thinking that, but I, I was not thinking that at all. And uh, yeah, we had some laughs. I left and I thought, well, that was weird, um, but fun. <laughs> And uh, it was a matter of, I was, I remember I was uh, back in town uh, a few weeks later. It might've been even a month, month or more. Um, and I was driving through Chinatown in the LA coming in off the 110 freeways, going downtown with the, the LA Athletic Club. And uh, as I remember the intersection is just coming up to Temple and I got a call from my agent and, uh, hey, DK, so good news. That's always a great call from your agent. <laughs> Uh, and she said, so you, you, you booked a role for, on Transformers. Go, oh, excellent. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, they want you for, um, for Optimus Prime. And then I, and then I, I kind of, I kind of heard her, but I didn't hear her. And I literally went, uh, you mean Megatron? Was it Megatron? She goes, no, no, they want you for Optimus Prime. <laughs> I remember saying to her, she has no idea. I remember saying, well, I said, how, well, how's that going to work? What do you mean? How's that going to work? I go, oh no. Well, I was Megatron. Well, you know, they want you for, I go, oh. Are you sure? Um, I was quite baffled, uh, but uh, are you excited, you know? That's how it sort of happened. And it was a strange, took f a few episodes to kind of get it, like sync, feel comfortable with the role. Because every time Sue would say, okay, Megatron, I'd like look up and go, oh, that's Corey, right? I got to sit back. <laughs> down. Um, so it just took a bit to get used to. And I think we all, it's like, you know how you see the Simpsons early episodes? They're all, you're not talking like you're weird. They're all like weird voices. Like, well, that's not Homer Simpson. Well, it is, but everybody kind of, you know, falls into it uh, a few yeah. episodes in. And that's how it became, where it just became my my voice. You know, who's with me? Mega, you know, Megatron, this and uh, Bumblebee, you know. And that's that basically was my my optimus. And so, uh, yeah, it was weird. But uh, God, man, it was just a, what a trip. What a fun time. <laughs> 
and also um, in your work as Megatron um, and Optimus Prime, did you feel intimidated at all to be stepping into the, a role that, you know, Frank Welker and uh, Peter Cullen previously voiced for? If I'd have known, uh, if I'd have really known, I, I might have, but I didn't, I wasn't, um, here's, here's the thing. I, I make a habit and it's, it's a bad habit. Please don't follow this advice. I, I like to be surprised in my life. I, I know that one needs to prepare and, and one needs to prepare. Look, when you're you know doing and researching a role or whatever, you need to prepare. You need to kind of, uh, if you get cast in a Marvel universe, when I was cast in the Eternals, I went, okay, right. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm digging in now. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. The, uh, um, the Celestials. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you need to know the backstory. But because I didn't know too much about Transformers and I did watch a bit of G.I. Joe, but I was mostly into you know uh but that was ren and stimpy and i was into uh you know bugs bunny i was into the weird stuff tex avery and i love this strange you know bizarre thing so i i it was a good thing i didn't pay attention because it didn't influence my decision on how i was going to approach the characters but the cool thing is and i was in nashville a few weeks ago and and frankie was there and i hadn't seen frank for a while some on the airplane said, frankie and he goes, hey, Dave, how are you? I'm like, and we hadn't seen, no, we haven't seen each other in, in a work situation for quite a while. And and he's like the nicest. He's like him and Rob Paulson. Uh, I mean, there's other people, too, but they're so nice. Like, I don't even know how you, like, I can't be that nice. I could never be that nice. I try. I think I am. But that's another level of nice. And, you know, and it's just, it was, he's such a, a generous, wonderful, warm human being and, and so giving. and and. uh and I remember, uh, I think I might have either him or Peter, I apologized or something. I listened, hey, man, I'm not using And he was just so, uh, it's, don't, don't even, can I, he was just so nice. It, it, it's just, um, they're just not, they're nice people. I, I, I aspire to be that nice, but I don't know if that's possible. They just, they, they've got nice covered and cornered. Him and Rob Paul's, oh. damn it, they're just too... How do you do that? <laughs> no, I beg to differ. You're hella, you know. I don't know. It's like it's, and I and I here have my liver. No, no, I don't need it. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't do. I can't do that. <laughs> You're. I don't know, man. Uh, my interaction with you was, uh, you know, extremely kind-hearted and very humble. You know, well, approaching dude, you at con. I think I told you the th show without without you without the fans without the fandom without the, the, the there's not there's none of us that just doesn't really you know go like we talked uh, about before we we started about the comic conventions and how they were sort of the precursor to all the stuff now i remember going to toronto when i was you know 15 and, and on a bus by myself and me and my buddy and go to a comic convention with these are all our heroes um I, you know it's like the reason they ex the, this all exists is because you know people enjoy it and i'm a fan as well you know uh, when I got to sit beside one of the Doctor Who's at a convention in Dallas uh, this past year, I mean, I was like, you know, uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I know how it feels like, and I know how important it is. And, you know, give people your time and attention. And, um, you know, it's uh, when people say stuff like, and it still gets me, I don't care how many times I hear it, like, you know, you're the voice of my childhood. It's like, uh, wow, you know, that's because I have people that were the voice of my childhood, too. And I have met a few of them, but it's... Um, yeah, it means something. It means a lot. So who's a person uh, or talent that you met and you just totally like geeked over? Don LaFontaine. 
uh, we became friends. Now, it's not an animation uh, guy, but Don was the, the guy who invented In a World. And he was the trailer guy <laughs> for Paramount. And and uh, and I had had this weird idea when I was still commuting and uh, on a visa, and I was from Vancouver to LA a lot. And I talked to my assistant at the time. I said, "How do you what do you think if uh, I think Don Lafontaine would do like a voiceover workshop? Because I wanted to get him up there. I wanted to teach some of the pros. There was a few pros, and there wasn't a lot. Of, there's not a lot of trailer in Canada, but I wanted somebody. I wanted Don to come up and, you know, um." I just do do a class and 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 we got him to do that he was gracious and we flew him up we uh put him up in a hotel and we had a wonderful weekend full of stuff i organized the whole thing uh dinners and 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 uh and works at workshops and stuff and uh he was such a you know such such a warm human being and so giving and and i was teaching about promo and he was doing trailers and there was another component and we were all in there having a good laugh and Don was behind the desk and people were going up and reading in, in the studio and reading some trailers and stuff. And they said, and they said, DK, you got to go in there. You get it. And it's no, man, I get it. He said, no, come on. You got to get, jump in, man, jump in. And so I said, Oh, okay. So I went in and I, I read a few trailers and, and Don uh, pressed the button and he said, you know, uh, you should be doing this. You should be doing this for a living. This is uh, this is where you need to be. You need to be uh and and when Don LaFontaine, your mentor, says you should be doing this, and uh, you kind of go, you just, you, the hair in the back of your neck stand up, you know? So um, Don was one of my mentors, and in animation, it was Tara Strong. And we were in Transformers, so Tara was in the cast. I knew about Tara, because she was a former a former Canadian and um, from Toronto, and and she's a sweetheart, and uh, we had met on the, on the show, became very close friends, still very close friends, and she said, what are you doing? You got to be down here. You, what are you, why are you still in Canada? I go, well, I'm just, no, no, no. You got to be down. Listen, you know what? I'm going to set you up with a meeting and you got to come to DPN. You got to come to DPN. And, and, and have someone like Tara Strong walk you in to one of the top agents in the, in the country um, is like, on, I, I don't know how I can thank her. So Tara for animation, Don LaFontaine for trailers, and my buddy Jim Conrad for uh, in Vancouver for uh, um, some narration and, and uh, radio and television imaging. Because I just they those people were uh uh so important to me um whether they, they ever hear this or not uh but yeah um so those are my those are those people uh, i think i can thank i can never thank awesome. anyone <laughs> didn't you say uh that you did some local stuff here in phoenix oh quite a while ago yeah the i was i was on the affiliate for was it abc 10 what's the abc affiliate abc I think uh, that's actually right. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, ABC ten or fifteen. No, ABC fifteen. Oh yeah, that's right. ABC fifteen. Yeah, I was uh, on the air there doing their voice, their 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 uh, imaging voice for a number of years. Um, yeah, I, and I, I remember flying in a couple times and meeting with everybody. Uh, I like to do that. And uh, hiked up back to Camelback Mountain about four thirty in the morning. I thought I was getting out there. I could, I'm going to be the only one up here, and I'm I'm up there like it's like. 4 45 and i'm heading up i'm halfway up the back of camelback and someone's coming down to go are you kidding me and i realized that, oh yes breakfast culture because it gets so freaking hot during the day you know we got to get up at 3 4 in the morning to but it was beautiful and i can't it was like i want to be the only one and you're coming down yeah uh but uh yeah i said so been out there and met all those people and uh had a good run out there in in, in phoenix nice yeah and then uh, back in 2013, um, Cartoon Network, uh, Warner Brothers had released a series of shorts for uh, Doom Patrol. 
And uh, you did the narration for that and also voice for Robot Man. Uh, what was actually Cartoon Network thinking at that point? I have no like, idea. You I, know, was it to test it out or? I don't know. I guess so. I'm not really quite sure. I never see. I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask these questions because I never ask a lot of questions. I'm just so thrilled and amazed they hired me for something. I go, wow, I'm doing a voice on a show. Cool. Oh, it's great to work with you guys. See you guys. See you around. And I leave. And I sort of forget like what I just did. There are many shows that are on my IMDb. I look and I go, I did that? Because I'm just so thrilled to be there. Um, and they bought what I had to say, you know, I was offering and they put me on a, on a show and I go, damn. <laughs> One day they're going to find out. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and he's, I don't know. You know, these things, some, some things go, some things don't. Uh, things you think are going to have a long life end up not. Sometimes you things you think, well, this is going to be, you know, probably, uh, you know, like, for example, one off. And uh, here we are approaching. Uh, we're coming up on 20 years in a few years. That, 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 that character, Ratchet and Clanker. So, so you don't know. So I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> wish i knew but it happened <laughs> and that's an important thing yeah and uh were you were you able to finish the recording uh for your full story arc uh for raccoon and dragon ball uh yeah during dragon ball z because i know you guys kind of got the axe yeah because i think um see another thing I, I i there's all this inside stuff goes on i think uh we're doing it at uh that was when i was still in vancouver it was uh that was a while ago um and I remember there was a big fight scene, and then I I bit it apparently, but I don't I don't know. Uh, and then um, a next thing I knew that they were doing it uh, in out of Dallas, um, and they were doing it down there, and I went, oh okay. Uh, I never really again. I'm the last person to ask. It's just uh, <laughs> look when we when we get cast and we get asked to portray one of these characters in anything. Um, of course, as you know, I get asked about the Megatron thing all the time. Well, how come you're not this? Not me, not that. So look. The fact that I even got to inhabit this character, I think maybe we talked about this in, in Phoenix. The, the fact that I even got to inhabit this character for a minute is pretty amazing. So, you know, that's the way of the business. That's the way Hollywood is. Sure, I'd love to be in this and that and the continuation of the Transformers or 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 Rikuma, But, I, you know, I got a chance to be this character. And, wow, that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, it, things move on. And there are new characters that come up. And there are new opportunities. Um, it's it's the way the business is. If 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 I'm going to create a show, I'm probably going to you know call on uh, uh, my close circle of friends to to voice the uh, the roles. It's just the nature of the you, you want you want to work with people you know and you love and and you want to have a good time with, and it's your project. So these people have their ideas, they have their projects, they want to save money, they want to do this that. I mean that's their prerogative. You know, is it always popular? Mm -hmm. No. Um, I still think that. If you whatever you're going to do, you really need to listen to the fandom. I mean, because as I said in the beginning of this interview, uh, without you, without the fans, there's no us. Uh, and uh, I think it, it le at least needs to be taken into consideration because the, um, um, you know, it, it's it's always, uh, but then again, you know, exposes new people to the to the realm, and that's just the way life is. Um, so. Did I answer any of your question? Probably not. I talked around it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, as much as you can open up about it, that's uh, actually the better experience, you know? Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple more questions here. But uh, since, you know, I remember this uh, mid-high school, maybe early college, but uh, I know Niyasha took, 
you know, a long hiatus on Adult Swim. Um, did you and Richard ever think you guys were going to be able to finish telling that story? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing about that one, too. There were so many episodes. I think we did, I don't know how many episodes were, seven years? Seven years of it, right? Uh, that we were doing the dubbing. And, and then the sequel? Uh, and then the sequel. And, and that at the end of that time, I had moved uh, stateside. And, um, you know, there's a whole other thing, like being a, a member of the union, you know, SAG-AFTRA and everything else. It, it's not a... It, it, I really... Logistically, not... Well, logistically and contractually, I couldn't really be involved in the show. And they had to uh, recast. And, and Mike, Mike, uh, Mikey Danger... Uh, I did it and uh, and you know they have to recast in this situation i i said i look i'll you know i'll fly up on my own dime just to kind of hang out with you guys but they they can't do that because what if the plane is late you know what if it gets delayed and then you have a session you know i, I get it um they have to be practical about it and uh i never thought it would come back and you know with the yashahime i think that's been a trip the only the sad part of the whole thing is this kirby morrow you know passed away uh right last year and it's still kind of when i say that i think but i just say that sounds weird um and uh when i was in vancouver man all of us it was a tight group and he was our he was our hero he was the he was all he always played the hero and and he was our hero and he was such a great guy i never even i never thought you know it's just such a sad thing but yeah it was the only you know downside of yashihime that uh, kirby wasn't able to finish it out right um but the fact that, yeah, there's another one. How many years ago was that? 2001, you know, somewhere down there. Yeah. Uh, we're doing, I have the toy, I have the original toy here. And I think it says 2000 or 1999 or whatever it says on it. And uh, and now we have Pops. Now <laughs> I'm Pops of uh, Sashomaru. Uh, so yeah, uh, Rich, I'm trying to get Richard to come out on on tour and do some uh, some conventions. Uh, um, I'm working on them. I think guys, uh, I think that'd be kind of cool because we've never done one together. I think that'd be awesome. It'd be a rock. Do you guys ever uh, get to meet each other or uh, hang out in, in the booth or anything? No, no, we never did. And when we were working on those, those, you know, anime uh, projects, it's all uh, dubbing. So you go in, I, I remember doing a con in Toronto and we were, Mike Dobson and I were in a bus. This was years ago when I still living up in Canada, Vancouver, we're in a bus going over the convention center and there's a bunch of people getting on. And I said, who's, who are, who is, who are all these people? I said, who's the girl? And Mike says, uh, that's Kagome. I go, Oh, because <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't see anybody in prelay and the other cartoons we do, you know, from scratch, you're, you're in a booth together mm -hmm. and the, we know each other and you, you have camaraderie and, uh, you're on a text thread and, yeah, no, we, I didn't know who the hell was in it other than Mike Dobson, a few friends of mine, and Richard. I didn't know. I didn't got a clue. So, uh, again, not the right person to, add, to ask. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> this is still with the whole Inuyasha thing, but uh, what was it like, or what is it like, to address, uh, you know, the ever-growing community of fans who have developed a crush on Shishomaru? Well, <laughs> my younger self's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but was, my oldest is going. Ooh, no, it's not for me. It's the care. It's the character. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we all thought we were, uh, you know, in a rock band back in the day. But no, it's the it's the character. But it's 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 cool, um, because, I mean, look, 
I mean, I, I watched some of this stuff and I said, he's pretty hot. He's pretty cool. Look at him. Look at him there in the wind and in the hair blowing. It's, who wouldn't want to look like that? That's, that's pretty cool. Um, so, but they're just, they mean something, you know, to, to, to people and, and they, they strike a chord. I remember I did Trace Kusranat in, in the Gun the Wings uh, franchise many years ago. And I was in Detroit at a, at a con and a young woman came up to me and dressed as Trace and it was pretty cool. And we talked and she gave me a letter and she said to me, so look, you know, I, I don't know if this makes any sense, but you, you pretty much saved my life. And I go, what? Because yeah, I see your character watching these shows and, and things that he would say, and it just it just clicked with me, and, and you know, and I, it got me through some horrible times, and you know, she had a horrible home life, and, and she kind of you know opened up a little bit, and I was wow, uh, that kind of floored me. Um, so these characters resonate with people, and it's so yes, the drawings are great, and, and the way we we try and bring the performance together to 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 make them live, but it's the story, it's the storytelling, the writers, the writers really. Uh, you know, it really comes down to the writing and and uh, and that that whole thing. Um, so that's quite a talent. So those writers really connected with these people, right? Us to bring it to life, right? But I, I've always had this debate too that you can have, um, you know, uh, a great script, you know, great writing, but if you don't cast it right, or if uh, the director isn't there, you know, it can go a whole different way. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's. That's the thing. Sometimes things can go forever and uh, you're surprised. And sometimes these little projects have just the right people with them and uh, it clicks. Like I can tell you right now, the He-Man, I, I have a, a, a um, text thread on my phone. I could do a text right now and send the entire cast of He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and everybody start chiming in, you know, being goofy to each other. We're all still on a text thread. I think that, that's, that, that season three just dropped. But we're all, we just those moments are rare um i'm still in touch with bumper i still i still text and, and talk to people from you know tf animated and, and uh over the pandemic even my uh i haven't seen i don't see many people from canada or vancouver anymore but over the course of the pandemic and the heart of it and we're all feeling like shit you know i yeah uh, mm -hmm. the the facetime rings and i go gary chalk gary hey david k hey let me give you a call so you know gary gary and i would you know, talk over the, and we still once in a while catch up and Ian Corlett and a few people, we're still, you know, close friends. Um, the Dobsons, uh, even though we don't uh, talk much, we just like when we see each other, it's like all home week and time has not passed. So you develop these relationships with these people. And if you get a chance to be in studio with them, you know, it's pretty special. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know you're uh, saying that you got to hang out and talk with uh, Roger Craig Smith uh, while yeah, you're game on. Yeah, well, actually... <laughs> <laughs> today yeah uh, he calls me i think he was in iceland or something i called him and i was just uh gonna talk to him because i think i told you the text threads that were going back and forth or uh, uh i missed his phone call i said hey man can i call you later because never you missed your chance bucko you clearly don't know who you're dealing with bitch you're dead to me now <laughs> you know so you know <laughs> you know we're back and forth yeah, these friendships are priceless. Uh, and he's one of those people that just makes me laugh. You know, if I'm feeling like shit sometimes, I'll just, you know, I don't know who I'll call. Call Roger. <laughs> yeah, and he'll pick me up. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the internet is a very powerful tool, but also an odd place to be in at times. Uh, any, <laughs> any fan art that you've seen on there that made you uh, kind of turn your head? If so, describe it in detail, if you can. Fan art? Fan art, yeah. 
that, that, that turned turned me off or no no like uh maybe you turn your head turn my head like, like in a good huh, way or a bad way interesting kind of thing or oh, yeah, oh, well, that happened kinds of stuff like that. yeah there's 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 different things uh that people uh that draw and uh the fact that people draw and, and it's really good is because i can't draw worse than I, I look at it go wow they can draw um yeah there's all kinds of you know the weird weird stuff out there but it, <laughs> it's expression it's creativity it's you know uh i guess that's what it's i guess that's what the interweb is for um you know what i mean yeah uh, i'm not a big uh so look because this this industry and and you and i were on you know you know uh, using the internet and in the tools uh, it provides but i remember having this conversation with rob paulson uh, way back uh, around 07 you know dk you know it's like a, it's like a full-time job you know you gotta do it and it's true and so i have a publicist it sound it sounds all like oh he's a publicist but i'm telling she's a godsend because it's like can you can you do this sometime because i i, I just want to like work and have fun and, and i don't want to um some people are graded you know putting stuff out there and I, it to me i i you know it's okay well, i'll go on in spurts but i'll it's actually kind of painful I'm like oh okay i guess i should you know post something and i try and and I, and sometimes i feel great about you know it's like um it's happy but it's it's work it's another job and some people love it and it's uh, it's an important part of what we do i, I guess to be interactive and this and it's and that's all great but for me, I, it just keeps because I came up when there is there wasn't any social media like this, like Twitter, there wasn't any of that. And it was you just did your thing and went in and did cartoons and had fun. You forgot about it. Uh, now it's like another, it's another thing. And uh, the the bad part of it, and I sort of I guess the the pandemic sort of brought it into focus for me is it can make you feel pretty shitty. Uh, you go on and of course there's there's nothing but bad news and it's just the world's this and that and you go ah oh, and then you put your phone down and you just like crap for the rest of the day that's what i don't like about it mm -hmm. um, i don't like that and you know i'm trying to tell people don't take you know social media like seriously don't take it and really um i think it's uh it's done a lot of disservice you know uh in in certain things to 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 society but uh but look you know that's just me being an old man and and, and sort of thinking about the good old days when there was no social media and email. It was just, you know, that's just because I come from a, I didn't, it, it wasn't around when I was uh but now kids are born into it and it's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's a piece of furniture. Um, uh, every generation has their, you know, life was simpler back then. I don't know necessarily it was simpler. Uh, it just wasn't in your face, like every five seconds. Right. Exhausting mentally exhausting and i can see where if you're 13 or 18 years old and you haven't really been around the planet for a while that it can affect you you don't know how to process that that's what I, that's what I, I worry about stuff like that right no uh the internet can be uh you know very overwhelming yeah the yin and the, the, yin and the yang right yeah you know with that good and evil what the, you know it's just it can, it can be a wonderful amazing place but it's all going to be pretty dark and, and and deep and awful so you know and um, you've been on both sides of the script, you know, voicing for heroes, villains, anywhere in between. Mm -hmm. uh, but do you prefer being a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, gosh. Uh, just when I talked about good and evil. Um, perfect segue. Thank you. Look, the, um, the good guys are the hard guys. The good guys can be complicated. See, my favorite good guy is Batman. 
because he's troubled and he has a dark darkness and a dark side. There's something very human about Batman to me because we all have the capability to be good and evil. It was just this, you know, the, the majority of it, thank goodness, know that well, that's just make believe we don't cross that line. Um, and, and Batman's such a complicated, uh, complicated hero. Uh, so I gravitate toward that. Uh, so um, I guess an easy answer would be I enjoy the villains because I find them very Shakespearean. And they have this hero complex. Like they don't believe they're the villains at all. It's a hero complex. I think what they're doing is what is right. And I believe this to be. And it's, and that makes them scary. <laughs> you think, oh, that's not right. Uh, and, and it's sort of fun to play around uh, developing a character uh, with with that in mind. Uh, if you're going to be an actor and be in this business, you you can't be afraid of that. You have to be able to go down and dig around in the dark, uh, you know, uh, black ooze of uh, of human nature and and be okay with that. That's where what was it? A uh, Heath Ledger was who played the Joker. Mm-hmm. Tough, uh, tough time coming out of that. Oh yeah, you know. I don't know what happened. I mean, you go down that road and you want to commit. You know, that's a as an actor, uh, even, you know, anybody try and try and think like that for a while. And you're like, Whoa, wow. Uh, but you have to be willing to go down there. And that's, that's the, to me, that's a fun part of acting is we can sort of play around and without the, we can be who we, we want to be behind the microphone. I, I love that. And it, also, I will bring, uh, bring something up that you just mentioned. Um, the fan base is torn between your uh, Megatron and your Optimus Prime oh, yeah. simply due to the fact that um, everybody says that Optimus is also written, you know, like a Shakespearean character. So what's your rebuttal to that? Since I know you say the same thing for Megatron as well. He's very Shakespearean. Well, it's all, um, it's all debate. You know, it, it, it is, it goes back to, storytelling it's with optimus it's more shakespearean within himself with uh, megatron it's more like it's it's vocalizing it if i do this this will happen but if i do this this might happen ah yes there is the rub scorponok the waspinator you know it's out in the open but but optimus is more like you know, what am I, if I go down this road, this is going to happen. You know, this is a, it's an internal debate seems with, with, with at least how that the TF animated character was, uh, was written, you know, with Peter Collins character too, there's, there's a lot of Shakespeare in it. And I think writers draw from that. They, they, uh, you know, it's drawing from the bard is not a bad thing, but, um, you know, ultimately it's good versus evil and, 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 uh, that a lot of the basis of stories are, you know, goes back as far as the ancient Greeks were on paintings on cave walls. It was all about, it was all about that <laughs> and storytelling, you know? Yeah. And I just have two more questions for you. Yep. Um, how do you feel about Hollywood A-listers doing voices for animated films? Um, and do you hope that will, you know, change in the future? Well, it's not going to change. Uh, look, we can sit here and go, yeah, I think it's dirty. It's entertainment, and, and again, if, if I'm gonna, if I'm a producer and I want to, uh, and this, you know, I want to put a lot of money into this, this, this movie, you know, um, 
it's interesting because you know james arnold taylor and i did the ratchet and clank we're like ratchet and clank we've been doing the franchise forever but they didn't put us on the movie poster the first one the first movie poster came out they're like boy they had you know sylvester stallone i had uh you know paul giamatti uh rosio uh rosio uh Ros rosario dawson um they're all and well like well where are we uh, <laughs> we don't sell we don't sell movie tickets it's it's sort of the thing like look if i was that's why i i i said you know maybe i should jump back into it i, I used to love it um i really love behind the mic but i used to love me being on set you know Mm -hmm. I never thought I was that good at all, um, but I really enjoyed being on set. And now after being on the planet for a while, now I, I know I have some chops. I know I can bring some some stuff to it. I know I can bring levels because I'm just, I'm just older and I have more experience. I can bring those to, to a character or to a role and understand it a little bit better. Um, but sometimes I, I think that I should jump back in because it would give me a better um, cachet. Uh, but also one side of me is like, no. No, I, I, I want to do it for the right reasons. But look, if they want to hire Brad Pitt or they want to hire whoever to do whatever role, it's their right. It's, um, I mean, these people are trained, trained, uh, you know, thespians and actors. And, and uh, gosh, I'd love to hear Anthony Hopkins do, uh, you know, I could hear him read anything or uh, Morgan Freeman, those, those wonderful voices. Mm -hmm. um, it's It's when they... It, it's when they sort of uh, so. Hey, can you put me in that? I want to get you know get a role in that that show or something. Or can you? And um, a lot of journeyman journeyman uh, voice actors are trained to do whatever behind here, and 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 um, it's a skill like anything. Uh, it's a hard question to answer because sometimes like oh god, well yeah, they're not going with uh, with one of with one of us, they're going with the, the celebrity, but it's within their right. You know, that's, they want to sell a movie ticket. You want to put someone in your film is going to sell tickets or make people watch the movie. But also there's the argument that, well, I saw it. I didn't know that was him and it wouldn't have made a difference to me, but <laughs> you know, uh, they are, they are damn good. Their people are damn good uh, actors out there who can are amazing in front of the mic. And it's, uh, it's wonderful to hear them. Um, the one thing I will say is that we as journeyman voice actors don't get the same uh, pay scale as uh, <laughs> as the celebrities. Yep, that's true. <laughs> uh, because, you know, they sell the tickets. We don't. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it's an interesting argument. And, and I'll tell you this is in the last several years, as you probably notice there's been a real push and a real fandom for the voice actor then never, there never was that and i think social media has as much as i you know poo poo it now and again <laughs> that had a lot to do with the fact that um you now have um voice actors who are um considered you know uh or, you know cash well that's just, that's that's great um i think it, it, it's weird but uh but so, so, so uh, there are some cohorts of mine that are getting their their due, and I think uh, it's wonderful. Like Frank Welker, Peter Cullen, and you know these guys are, and these girls uh, are uh, long overdue. You know, Tress McNeil, and, and gosh, you know, and uh, Colleen, uh, she got to voice Tails and Sonic. 
all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, finally, yeah, yeah they are, they, they know that, uh, what we do is valuable and it's, it's a skill. And, uh, I think that's fantastic. Awesome. And then last question, if you could give your younger self any advice, uh, you know, what would you, what advice would you give to yourself? <laughs> Don't take the red pill. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 um, let's see. That's a good one because I don't know how many years I've been in this business and somehow uh, it's been a phenomenal year every year for many years but I always get down on myself. It's like, oh, it's over, isn't it? I'll call in, call Roger. I think I'm done. I'm not going to have, you know, um, which is ridiculous. Uh, my agent sat with me. He's retiring from our agency. Uh, uh, Jeff Dane is a guy. He's, he's, uh, he's amazing. And, and, and uh, we had dinner and hadn't seen it for quite a number of years. And it's a well pandemic. And, you know, we, I said, tell me everything. Tell me, tell me it all. What's going on? Where you, you moved out of LA. You, so what's happened? So I, you know, I was telling him, you know, I, mean, uh, it's, I, I, I get concerned that I may be, so li listen, stop. I'm going to stop you. You know, Hey, you know, um, what was What did he say to me? He said, look, you're going to have a career. You're never not going to have a career. Okay. You're always going to be one of these people. You do this. You do you're always, you'll be 103 years old. You're drop dead next day. You'll still have a career. Don't worry about it. Enjoy, enjoy the moment. And he says something. He said, look, Enjoy. It's rare. You know, uh, if, have you been to Big Sur? Take your wife, go have a dinner, go sit, relax. You can afford it. Really, You know, you're not, don't worry about it. Don't worry. You're, you're fine. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's taken a long time to get to that point. Um, and, uh, but I would tell my younger self that don't worry so much. Trust in your ability and do the work and show up. Show up every day. And just do what you love and, and the things will take care of it, you know, themselves. Um, it takes a lot of hustle and takes a lot of energy to, to get into this business and to maintain it. I always thought to, to be the Rolling Stones and not Millie Vanilli. That's my goal, you know, to, uh, to maneuver and, and, and keep working and, and, uh, and be, uh, you know, push myself and find new, new voices and new ways to, communicate and, and find stuff that's uh you know it never stops but, yeah that makes sense that's a lot of words for what should yeah. be a short answer okay so sorry follow up then um any character that you voiced for in the past that you would want to go ahead and redo oh god sure yeah megatron really i'm finding because i'm older because there's new is a voice actor like it's the nuance it's like i told you earlier if you're 13 or 15 or 18 you don't have the the reference point right if you've been around you travel and you read a bunch of books and you, you've had experience uh um you have a you have reference points you can draw on all those experiences and, and you can throw that into the character because and that makes the character interesting when there's a little like levels in there um that's why i always tell people i don't do a lot of teaching in this this business but i say look read grab anything read anything travel go somewhere you know god get out of you know get off the phone go out um because it influences how you uh what you bring to a role um does that make sense yeah definitely yeah 
Awesome. And uh, before we close this out, um, just uh, anything you want to plug in, uh, like your socials, uh, any upcoming cons or yeah. uh, any projects you can openly talk about? I know NDAs are big, but there have been a bunch of them lately. Um, what can I talk about? I mean, uh, you know, uh, season three of uh, E-Man, Master Universe Design. It's really fun. I, I don't watch a lot of what I do. Actually, I watch a few episodes and I'm like, oh, I could have done better. And I, I don't go back to it. Uh, he man, I kept going back to it because this is really good. This is fun. This is great. So I enjoyed that. So you know, three last week tonight, still going. Um, my God, the show keeps winning freaking Emmy awards, and it's uh, it's amazing. And uh, the shows are on Sunday night on HBO. I'm still a part of that. Uh, there's uh, one, one of the games, uh, the Psychonauts Two, is out there and still getting uh, rave reviews, and it's so fun to play a uh, a Ford Curl of Honey Pepper Ball Bacon, uh, and he's a really cool character. Uh, the Ratchet and Clank series is still going on. What else? Uh, uh, DC, I play The Question. Um, what is it? The DC superheroes uh, put on the latest Scooby-Doo um, as the uh, the, blue, the Blue Falcon. Um, and that was kind of fun, working with Frank. Uh, again, that's out there. Um, yeah, it's about uh, The Eternals is still streaming. Um, and I, I assume... <laughs> Harry uh, Harry Stylesman, uh, you know, signed to a three three multi million dollar three picture deal. So I assume they probably might do another one, but I don't know. I have no information on that. Bunch of stuff I can't talk about. And uh, let's see, the socials um, is at DKVO D K A Y E V O on both Instagram and Twitter, is where I mostly spend uh, uh, a, a bit of time. And there's a there's a there's a Facebook page, but you know um but that's where you know, mostly so follow me there and uh announcements coming and then for for cons october 21st to the 23rd i'm in chicago at the airport uh they're doing a, a transformers convention and i just been in, invited to uh the washington state toy fair in puyallup washington just south of seattle uh sound like i'm doing a comedy show i'm not really uh ian corlett uh gary chalk and myself will be there uh signing uh autographs and and uh and, and pops or whatever uh on the so november 5th and 6th coming up and then there's um some new year stuff where are we going to be in the new year i think they're i think it's impossibly going to be in florida um and uh sack anime in uh jan there's a few things there yeah so uh quite a few things coming up keep an eye on the socials and um and yeah Yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Of course. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it as well. It was nice meeting you and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. You too. Cheers, bud. Bye. Bye. Artless.io.